This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, so where are we going to start? Gonna kick, oh, you're going to kick us off? No, I just didn't know if you wanted to start already. I'm going to start. All right, here we go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We are back with the round two of having Mystery Man on the show. Mystery Hi. Man turned into Mystery Husband, yep. a.k.a. Mr. MJ. Or Austin, either one. Yeah. Or Austin. We gave him a name now. Now yes. that we're married, he can have a name. So, welcome to the show, husband. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, baby. Thanks for having me on again for the second part. And uh, I look forward to this. Yay, I'm glad. Okay. So, we asked you guys over on Instagram what questions you have for us. And I even did a question sticker a couple of days ago when I was heading back from New York. Uh, and lots of you wanted to know when the wedding episode was going to come out, when the soulmate relationship episode was going to come out. And so here we are. We did another question sticker. If you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at the Michaela J. Make sure you follow me so you can submit your questions next time about different things. Um, I do question answers for the podcast on Instagram, you know, whatever. So we're going to answer you guys' questions today. Uh, and yeah. I don't even think we wrote a question down talking about the wedding, but no, we didn't. We didn't. Nobody no. asked a specific question about the wedding, which is actually kind of funny, but we got married. Yay. Yay. Meet the Barellas. Yes. That's us. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Barella, or as she likes to say, Miss, Mrs. MJ and Mr. MJ. Mr. MJ. We all yeah. know who runs the show. Okay. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh my gosh, but we're going to jump right into you guys' questions, uh, kicking off with how did you guys meet and who made the first move? So are we going to bypass the whole wedding or are we going to talk about oh, that later? What are we going to talk, what do you want to say about the wedding? Well, I mean, you already said we got married, so yeah. I guess, yeah, that works. All right. <laughs> okay, rewind, I guess. Yeah, rewind. All right. okay. No, it was great. We did a courthouse wedding in Norwalk. That was phenomenal. In um, LA. Yeah. Kind of. We we did our little courthouse elopement. Uh, we went and then from there had dinner with family. That was phenomenal. Went to Nick's on Beverly. Um, it was really great. I had a blast. It was I hope a great you time. had a blast. Yeah. We it stayed was- at a really nice hotel in Hollywood. That was great. Mm-hmm. It was amazing and we're having another like full-on wedding next year. So one of the questions I got asked on Instagram a couple of days ago was, did you guys get engaged first? And we did. We yes. just got married one, two, two three days after. Yeah, three, day, three days after the official proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we went and did the elopement at the courthouse. So we are having a destination wedding next year, which is going to be so fun and magical. Exactly. And so fitting. And yeah, so uh, that's, I don't, I don't know. That, I mean, that's all that I want to talk about with the wedding. Nobody asked questions specifically about the wedding, but I no. mean, if you guys have more questions, always submit them, because uh, obviously Austin will be on the podcast later Eventually. on in life, yeah. maybe. Maybe, if we'll see. If the episode performs well. 
<laughs> you guys really loved the first episode with yeah. him on it. It had lots and lots of downloads, so maybe we'll get to do another one where we kind of talk about mindset and being yeah. a spiritual man. And I love that. And all that. Absolutely. But let's get into you guys' question. We can get into now it. we can yeah. get into it. How did you guys meet and who made the first move? So, we met via star-crossed lovers um, <laughs> on Tinder. Yeah, so we met on Tinder. Um, I made the first move. She had something in her profile talking about tattoos and I think coffee. coffee? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Naturally. Yeah, so... At the time, I worked in being a barista, and so I was like, oh, you know what? I know coffee. I have tattoos. Let's go combine the two. And so I messaged her, mm -hmm. and the very- Right away. Yeah, right away. Right away. And right away, she, and right away she replied. She was fast on the reply. So I mean business. I don't want to waste time because no. like side note in a spiritual sense, the longer you like sit on something, the more you're gonna waste your energy. And I was like, okay, well, you were good enough for me to swipe right, I might as well answer. So she <laughs> answered right away, threw me off because I was like, oh shit, alright. So then we start messaging and I'm like, I say something sly later after a couple messages, I say something sly. No, actually right off the bat, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, let's go get coffee and tattoos tonight. And she's like, all right, cool. No, this is not what happened, babe. What? He, okay. So let's break this down. We meet on Tinder. I get on Tinder because I was trying to have a little weekend fun, you know? I'm like, we're just having some weekend fun. <laughs> and I, I look at Austin's profile and I almost didn't swipe right, you guys. I sat there and I analyzed it and I went through every photo, zooming in. I analyzed <laughs> every line of his profile. Oh my God, sometime we are going to have to just roast his profile. No, we don't have, have to do that. Up. We don't have to do that. Every line of it I went through because I knew the type of man I was looking for and I knew the type of person I wanted to spend time with and every single line in his profile was like a red flag of the exact fucking opposite. So it is insane that I swiped right. There was like one line that was like, I'm outdoorsy, we can hang out in the park, and I don't like going outside like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you can chill and hang in the park? I was like, low effort, outdoors, not the vibe. <laughs> but he had a photo that showed he has like these cute little smile lines. And I was like, all right, you have smile lines, that's okay, cool, whatever. You have curly hair, I'm, I'm, I'm in there, I'm in there. So I swiped right, we matched right away. And then within like moments, he messaged me. It was like coffee and tattoos to the first date. And I go, what time are you picking me up? So it wasn't you saying tonight. I was like, what time are you picking me up? And then he was like, oh, oh. shit, you mean tonight? And then you were like, well, it's getting kind of late. Because this was probably around like 4.30 p.m. or something. No, 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 like not 4.30. It was late. It was, it was, it was like around 6.30. It was already like 6.30 and then she was like, oh, pick me up. And then I was like, oh, fuck. And you were like, tonight, okay. how, what are we going to drink for coffee? And I was like, espresso martini and stuff. So <laughs> then I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. And then I'm like, oh, where do you like to eat? And she's like, oh, well, I'm, by the way, I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, I've never, <laughs> I've never like, like me eating vegan and that's like going to veggie girls. So I was like, all right, let me find something. 
And so I start scrolling through Yelp because I'm a Yelper. He's a Yelper. So I start scrolling through Yelp looking up vegan food. And as I'm looking at food, I'm like, oh, I don't feel too well. And then next thing I know, uh, let's just say I'm praying to the porcelain god for the next like 45 to an hour. No one's going to know what that means. Oh, I was throwing up. Yeah, I was vomiting. Yeah, I was was, like (laughs) profusely like getting sick. For a full 45 minutes because during that 45 minutes, I not only picked an outfit, straightened my hair and got ready, I also sent him a photo and I was like ready to go, wondering why this man hadn't texted me in 45 minutes. I'm like, I'm giving you the opportunity to take me on a date and you haven't texted me in like almost an hour. Yeah. It's like, sus. He had food poisoning and... Yeah, yeah. so I canceled that date, and then I was like, you know what, please, please, please let me take you out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And this was on a Saturday, so I was like, let me take you out for Sunday dinner, we can go out wherever you want, I promise I'll make this up to you. And I took a minute to respond, Yeah. because also at this time, I I was living by the book, Why Men Love Bitches, and it was, it's very much so like, if you, if he doesn't take the first opportunity and he pushes it off, like that's a no go. And so for me, I was like, Oh my God, do I give this guy another chance? Like I have been so in the pattern of like dating these guys that I always give chances to, and it clearly hadn't worked out up until that point. And so I sat there probably for a good 10 minutes, like in my bathroom, like on the edge of my fucking bathtub debating whether or not. And then I was like, you know what? Free tattoo, fine. Like you can have till tomorrow. Yep. So I agreed, and we were supposed to have our date on Sunday. Yeah, I'm supposed to. Supposed. So to. then Sunday comes along, and this was and at the time at the time where I worked, they were really big on giving out free COVID tests. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going out. Let me just. I'll take a quick test. And so I took a test, and it came back positive. And so I was like, oh, Ooh. shit, what do I do? <laughs> so then immediately I send her a picture of the test. And I'm like, I I don't know what I did to deserve this karma, but something I did, something I put out into the world is coming back so negatively. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I promised you dinner. I'm going to order you dinner. I'm I, like, where do you live? I'm going to order you whatever it is that you want. Let me know what you want. I'm going to order you dinner. And then we're going to FaceTime and have a COVID date. And so that Sunday, we had a COVID date over FaceTime. Neither of us ate our food. No. But we talked for at least like... It was two hours. That yeah. Night for the first one. Yeah. We talked for two hours that first night. Mm-hmm. And then... Two days later. Yeah. Two days later, I got cleared. And so I didn't have COVID. Thank God. It was just a faulty test. And then I came back, I took her out, and the rest was history. There's more details. So <laughs> two days later, we have a second FaceTime. Also remember, I was in my like white men love bitches era. So the next day, he's like, I really enjoyed talking to you. I want to get to know you more. Can I call you again today? And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to let a man call me <laughs> twice in a row. And I was like, no, sorry. I'm taking a bath and having a me self-care night. You can, you can FaceTime me tomorrow. And I like set a time, you know, like I was like boundaries, gotta have some self time. 
Also, I was just trying to have a fun weekend, you know? I was like, and I remember getting off our FaceTime, the first one, and I immediately FaceTimed my best friend Caleb after, and I was like, holy shit, that was like a whole date. And I was not <laughs> expecting that. He like full on asked me like, what are you looking for in a partner? And I was like, oh my God, I just wanted to like go out for the weekend. I am <laughs> But I like made something up, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was very dry. I'm like, well, you know, I don't really know what I'm looking for right now. I think I was like, like, but this is what I'm not I looking just, yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right. And so two days later, we had a FaceTime. We ended up FaceTiming for like six hours yeah. or something up until really late in the morning because we just kept talking and talking and talking. Um, and then the next day is when he got cleared, which was also my half birthday. So how fun and cute. But that ended up being our first date and he picked me up. We went to the beach and this man, this is how I knew I was going to end up being with this man. He picked me up. He was waiting outside the car with flowers and champagne. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, what? He yeah. brought me a bottle of Web, and I was like, oh my God, this is the nicest champagne I've ever drank in my life. And no one's ever brought me a gift to a first date. And then we went to the beach. And he had brought blankets, he brought a speaker, phone chargers, snacks, wine. He yeah. brought like an extra fucking hoodie for me to wear. I don't know. He had everything. And I was like, this is a thoughtful, well-planned out man. He's putting forth all this effort. And I was instantly impressed. And then we had a great date at the yeah. beach. We talked about a lot of different things. One thing that I love about our relationship is that we got deep really fast. Yep. We were just instantly, and this is something we've talked about lots, it's like we instantly got so comfortable with each other. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like one of the questions on here is how did we know we were soulmates? I think we both knew for that very fact. Oh yeah. Right away. Because it was it was the conversation I remember getting off the our FaceTime that lasted like six hours mm -hmm. and just thinking I just talked to this woman for six hours and in no part in that that I think, oh, you know what? I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Or in no part in that that I think, oh, you know what? This is too much. It was right off the bat that I felt so comfortable to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I think for me it was like, wow, I'm able to carry on a conversation so fluidly. I don't have to think about anything. I don't. Like, there's no hesitation to have that time put out for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was definitely very, very, very early on that we thought immediately, wow, this is a soulmate. Yeah, because it not only did we feel so comfortable with each other right away, but we also just vibe. We just clicked yeah. and we both knew this was an experience we hadn't had with other people. Yeah. immediately you know you date people and you're like oh this is better than my ex this was like oh this is a different caliber uh than any of my dating history and we always joke that like i'm austin's first girlfriend and, it's like, <laughs> and he jokes that all i've dated is little boys so it's kind of like oh this is our first relationship just because it feels so different and yeah. the fact that we were so comfortable with each other led us to believe like oh we're definitely soulmates because We've spent so much time together in a past life. And not only that, like the last mm. thing I'll say on it with the soulmate thing is like, 
you are so similar to me in so many ways. It's like kind of scary. And that's one thing that I love about our relationship from the beginning. And we've talked about this is like, yeah. we can be all versions of ourselves. Yeah. Like we can be really silly. We can be really serious. We can be really deep, very spiritual. We can be really ratchet. Like we can be loud. We can be all of these different things. And I've never met somebody who can match that with me every single time right. and in every single way. And so for me, when I think of like a soulmate, it's somebody who has an identical soul to you. And that's always how I felt our relationship is. Oh, exactly. I feel the exact same way. I feel like when it comes to, when it comes to our relationship, we've also, we or we've always acknowledged that we don't have to filter ourselves yeah. when it comes to being with each other. Mm -hmm. And that means like not filtering anything, mm -hmm. whether that's like maybe an unpopular opinion, mm -hmm. like you having the unpopular opinion that the office isn't funny. Um, Here we go again. Or, we lost that debate in my DMs last Okay, time. we're not gonna go into that. But um, like, so just like whether or not, there, there's no filtering, right? Yeah. And like, I know that I can come to you and be like, X, Y, and Z happened and you have no, no judgment. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, I think definitely it's one of those things that because we don't have to filter anything with us, mm -hmm. that, that allows both of us to be our true selves mm -hmm. and it allows both of us to really flourish. And then we're both able, because we're able to like not have to hinder anything we're able to acknowledge what goes on spiritually. Yeah. And then we're able to see how our, both of our souls are so much connected, mm -hmm. right? Like from the jump, I've always said, we finish each other's... Sentences. Oh! She didn't want to do it for the podcast, but she normally says sandwiches. <laughs> but yeah. Put me out there like Yeah, <laughs> because there's there's just no hiding anything. No. So uh, for me, tip to the men, bring Vuev, Vuev Clicquot, champagne on the first date, <laughs> and bring your authentic self. Mm. That was one thing that, like, I think with Michaela that I always genuinely went forward with was, like, mm. this is me, this is how I am. And take it or leave it. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. And that sounds a little rough, but But that's how it should yeah. be. And people are so afraid to be that nowadays. And I went in with the same mindset, which right. is like, that's how you find somebody you click so yeah. well with. Because in my prior toxic relationship, I not only had to dim so much of me, I changed so much of me. I never felt comfortable to be myself or be silly or say certain things. I remember once I got out of that relationship, it felt like I set down 20 pounds and I was like, I'm never yeah. picking up that weight again. If they, like, if I'm too much for you, go find less. And the way yeah. that you find somebody that matches your caliber is you have to show up being full of you. And I yeah. remember like thinking about that on our date where we went to True Food in the car. Oh, yeah. I, I remember this so well. We were like sitting in the car talking and I remember at one point we came out the window being like, fuck, I just talked a lot. Like, oh my <laughs> God, like I need to learn to shut the fuck up. But then I was like, no, like I love to talk. I yeah. talk all the time. I'm a very expressive person. 
And it's like, why would I feel bad or want to stop myself from sharing the things I feel like I want to share? Yeah. And also that was a fun experience because a lot of men I find, like you go on dates and like guys aren't the talker or it's like mm -hmm. women are always the ones that have to lead the conversation or talk or like, I don't know. I've just, I've been around a lot of men in a dating scenario or not that just like are more reserved. And so I'm just like, okay. And then I like, when they're more reserved, I'm like, what am I supposed to talk about here? What am I supposed to say? And with you, I've never felt like I run out of things to say. Yeah, I, that's, that's probably why our conversations run on for so long mm -hmm. is because we both are talkers. Yeah. And then I think it's we're both talkers, but then also we both are so authentically ourselves mm -hmm. that we don't have to hide or filter anything. Yeah. So because we don't have to hide or filter anything, we're able to just flow it out. Yeah. 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 That was percent. Uh, so that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, thanks. It's funny, before this episode, Michaela was like, no, this can't be a three-hour-long episode. We have to cook dinner after this. I am hungry. We're going to get through this. And I was like, all right, here we are. What? I 45? Don't. No, I'm just kidding. No clue. Okay, next question. What does Mystery Man do for a living? What does Mystery Man do for a living? What do I not do for a living? Mystery Man does me for a living. Whoa! <laughs> um, I am a professional stay-at-home Mr. MJ. Um, no, so I what when her and I first met, mm -hmm. I worked... I mean, I can name drop, yeah. right? Yeah. So when her and I first met, I, uh, when her and I first met, I worked at SpaceX. Um, Elon Musk. Yep, I was a barista lead mm -hmm. uh, there. So for those of you that do not know, the Hawthorne campus of SpaceX, which is their main hub, um, they have everything from people that work in like janitorial. They have a full um, um, cafeteria. They have smoothie a catering bar. team, a smoothie bar. And they also have a coffee cafe. Um, so I was one of the barista leads there. And uh, yeah, so I, I had worked there for quite some time. After that, I left there to go on a road trip. And With me yeah. to Nebraska, yay. <laughs> and then after that, I managed a coffee shop in the South Bay. I won't mention them because they don't deserve credit. Um, so I managed the coffee shop in the South Bay and, uh, I, I've worked in coffee or I had worked in coffee for maybe about, Nine, yeah, maybe about 10 years, mm -hmm. um, doing everything from being a barista, a service technician on espresso machines, uh, managing a bunch of different coffee shops. And, uh, after a while it was just kind of like, Hey, this is job to job, paycheck to paycheck. And I kind of got tired of living that way. So I remember one day Michaela and I were on our way to go get coffee. And Actually. yeah, we were on our, it was one of my days off. It was on a Saturday and I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's go, we're, you know, we're going to go get coffee at one of our favorite cafes and we sit outside and we have, you know, endless conversations. So we're on our way there and, one, and I just spit out, I'm like, what would you think about, or no, I, I said, 
if we buy land, like property, mm -hmm. I don't see us buying property here in California. And then she was like, oh, well, where do you see us buying? And then I said, oh, well, maybe Texas. Mm -hmm. And then that sparked a whole nother chapter in conversation. And then from there, it was like, okay, well, you know, coffee jobs pay decent in Texas. But then after that, it was like, hey, well, what about if I join like firefighting? And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. I was and, like, ooh, firefighter. Yeah. Firefighter uniform. I could get down with that. And then from there, it was like, well, you know, that requires going to school a lot. Mm -hmm. well, what, what, what would your thoughts be if I joined the military? And I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. ha, that's so funny, babe. And then, no, and then, and then no after, way. yeah, and then, <laughs> like, the next day I presented with her, I was like, hey, no, seriously, let's, what would your thoughts be really if I joined the military? That's when I knew he was serious. Yeah, and then I was like, you know, let's, if I join the military, you're always going to have housing. I mean, granted, not that, not that that's an issue, but, mm -hmm. like, you're going to have housing fully taken care of. You're going to have insurance fully taken care of. Uh -huh. You're going to always have my end of a steady income coming in. And he's very much so provider type. Like, yeah, a thousand he, percent. He knows I can pay my bills, but yeah. he wants to pay them. Yeah, like she can pay for everything on her own, no hands, like by all means. But for me, I'm like, that's where I come in as a man that I'm like, I want to take care of you. I want to be able to provide. I want to be able to make sure that like, you don't have to lift a finger. Mm -hmm. Your money is your money. Yeah. My money is our, our money. money. <laughs> 100%. Uh, These but, are the standards, ladies. But, uh, so I was like, hey, you know, like if I join the military, this could really set forward a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just for for you right like this is something also for me because mm -hmm. then i was like well this gives me a career School. this schooling all these other great amazing benefits house yeah is so much easier so right now i'm fun employed um i am a stay-at-home uh husband mm -hmm. uh, i've been this way for about maybe like two months now yeah, yeah. no like a month and a half well, well, month and a half no, Next, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. We're coming up probably right on two. Yeah, right about so two months. We had made a conscious decision that once he decided to commit to the military, that he would just stay at home with me until leaving. Because yeah. once you join the military, you go to basic, you have to go to your tech schools, and Austin's going to be away for quite for at least three months, yep. maybe four months or yep. five months. We don't know. Uh, just depends on the schooling, whatever. And so we had made the conscious decision of like, okay, you're going to stay home. We're going to get to spend all that quality time together right. before you leave. So right now, his job is being Mr. Yeah, MJ. right now my job is being Mr. MJ. But it's really just a limbo. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm as of right now, I'm set to be joining the military. In, mm -hmm. Or I'm set to leave for boot camp mm -hmm. in about like maybe a little less than a month. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, what's today's date? The 20... I have no idea. I think today's like the 20-something, 22nd. 22nd? Yeah, oh, okay, so then in less than a month, I'll be yeah. gone for boot camp. 
So that definitely, and I know you guys listening are like, oh, okay, you guys getting married makes so much sense. That definitely played a role in us getting married yeah. because once he goes into the military, um, we wanted to make sure everything is taken care of. He obviously wants to be the provider. So yep. that means like I will have access to our bank account. Yep. Uh, when you're married in the military, you get more money for separation pay and stuff yep. like that. The military will also pay my rent while he is gone. Um, and then when he gets stationed somewhere, they will always pay to move me wherever he is. But without the military, we had already, we already knew we were going to get married. We already talked about it. It sped up the timeline, but it wasn't anything that we weren't already discussing. Right. And I always tell people like we always knew we were going to get engaged quickly. Everything was going to move fast because it moved very fast with us from the jump. Like, I mean, I moved in with you three weeks into knowing you, yeah. which sounds fucking crazy. We know. Um, but it doesn't need to make sense to anybody but us. Exactly. And, right. and that was really a crazy experience for myself because you, as you guys know, I never wanted to get married. That was never a part of my path. And once I met Austin um, on our third date, like our third night, um, we hung out. I, I knew we were in the hot tub, we were drinking wine and he like willingly asked me about conspiracy theories and aliens. And I was like, and I just like, and you guys know my intuition, intuition is so strong. And I just knew right then and there was like, Oh yeah. I was like, ah, we're going to get married. And that was kind of an overwhelming thought for me. But instead of leaning into the overwhelming feelings, I just leaned into like accepting my reality and accepting my fate. Yeah. Um, and we're so happy. So we're excited because he's excited about his new career Very path. Excited. It's really yeah. transitioning from the job reality to a career. And exactly. that's what yeah. you're craving more than anything. A thousand percent. I want I wanted something that in the future, you know, when and if we have kids mm -hmm. or a kid, that I'll be able to say this is what I did mm -hmm. to benefit you in the future mm -hmm. and uh you know it just i mean there's a myriad of reasons of why i wanted to join of why it was something that like this is moving forward but that's, that's what i that's why i do for a living that's yeah. what mr man does for a living yeah. right now his job is being mr mj yes um, and in yeah. the future it, part three of the <laughs> mystery man comeback, Series. mystery husband comeback <laughs> will be uh, totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably not be in our same beautiful apartment. Mm -hmm. We'll probably be somewhere else. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Everything's always changing. Right? Yeah. So, so that's we'll what see. he does for a living. All right, next question. How to know if they're the right one for you? Oh, how to know if you're the right one. How did you know you wanted to marry me? Other than the fact that I cooked for you. I mean, other than that, wow. you know. <laughs> like, no, uh, I mean, <laughs> I knew, I knew very early on because it was the, it was the endless amounts of conversation. It was the fact that I never felt like I had to hide anything mm -hmm. or, or, or even sugarcoat anything. Yeah. Like I remember I have a, I think I talked about Jason in my la in the last podcast, yeah. but I, I remember when I first talked about my best friend who is currently incarcerated, I was like, you had asked me, Hey, so like, What's your, who, what yeah, what are your friends like? like? And one of my best, like I, I have maybe like 
four best or four friends that I genuinely call like really close friends that know everything about my life. I talk to on a regular basis. Um, one of them being my best friend from high school, Myron. Myron. And, oh, I love Myron, right? And so she, I was like, oh yeah, I have my best friend from high school. His name's Myron. Um, he's amazing. He does this, he does that. Um, by the way, he's gay. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah. my best friend is gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, cool. You know, and then Bex, and then I was like, yeah, you know, and then I have Jason. And, you know, he's like my ride or die homie. No matter what happens in life, like, he's always been there for me. He's mad cool, like, really solid guy. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Where does he live? And I was like, well, he's away at college right now. And she was like, what do you mean? Where does he go to school? school. And then I was like, well... School, like what, UCLA? And I, yeah, I remember, I think it was over our second FaceTime, and I was like... No, this is the first FaceTime. That yeah, the first FaceTime. I'm so, yeah, I first get down to business. Yeah. If you guys want a first date 101 episode, let me know. And so I was like, she was like, oh, where does he go to school? And I was like, well, currently, um, he's upstate. And she was like, what school? And then I'm I was like, like oh, okay. Me. And then finally I just broke the ice. I was like, yeah, so he's in prison right now. And I go, my dad was in prison. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and so we were just talking about it. And then from there it was like, oh, okay, cool. And then so th it led down this rabbit hole of like talking about our friends. And then it led to talking about things in my past that I definitely won't talk about on podcasts. But... <laughs> And then it just led down to things in my past that it was like, oh, okay, like, it, I didn't have to filter any of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to, like, hide any of that or hinder any of that. And so just that, you allowing me to be myself, yeah. that was one indication, mm -hmm. right? But then it led to so many different things that those conversations led to so many other, like, genuine like brain chemistry reforms that it was like oh man like i no longer have to think like wow this is this is so raw this is so yeah. real and it gives you so much energy back when you don't have to filter yourself yeah. and think about things so it's like i feel like every time we would have these types of conversations and you knew you didn't have to filter yourself it would not only like you would be expressing yourself, but also it would be giving you so much energy because yeah. you're not, there's no chitter chatter in your brain. You're just right. talking. Right. And that's why it's so important to be with somebody that lets you be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew from you allowing me to be myself, I knew from the things that you said, mm -hmm. the things that you did, the things that you showed me, like you mm -hmm. showed me of how to accept someone for who they are mm -hmm. and still want like like you accepted me for who I was and no matter what I feel like if I didn't make any changes from yeah. where I was when you met me mm -hmm. you would have still loved me the same amount percent. but you still like you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself mm -hmm. 
and that you pointed out certain things in me that I was like, if you did this X, Y, and Z differently, I yeah. think that you would really enjoy it. Yeah. And then when I changed X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. then it was like, oh shit. She wow. I really, like, I do feel better. Yeah. And then, like, it allowed me to really see the better in me. Mm -hmm. So that, that was another indication of why it was like, no, I knew you were the one I wanted to marry. Yeah. And then it was just like, all the time, all the times that we spent together, I, I don't, like, even still to this day, we were talking about this earlier today in the car, just like, I laugh so much just being with you. I'm hilarious. Hilarious. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. What, yeah. Caleb and I, funniest people. Oh my gosh. So hilarious. it's great. And so I have never laughed so much being with her. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like one of those things I was like, yeah, I knew, I knew very early on just by being around you that it was like, nah, this is it. Mm -hmm. I want to be with you every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. My answer is pretty similar. Well, one, our third hangout when we were in the hot tub, I knew, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I had a download. I just knew. I knew from the conversation, I knew from the feeling, and I knew from the look in his eye that like, okay, this is like one and done. Also, on that same date, he was like, I will fight anyone to the death. No, no, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I didn't say fight. I did not say fight. No, he was like, I would kill anybody in the way of me getting to you. <laughs> uh, and, and I just knew. I was like, okay, this guy is like never going to give up. And like, <laughs> I, like I like no. that. Because it's like, that means you're constantly going to put effort forward. So what I just kind of knew from that day, not because of that, but because of the download and whatever. <laughs> um, but also because I could be so much myself. You know, the example I gave you guys earlier when we were heading to our date in the car and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I just talked so much. But every time that I talk a lot, you're always engaged. You're always yeah. listening. You always value what I have to say. And it made me feel really heard. And I loved that. I have said many crazy things to you before, like crazy as in most quote unquote normal people wouldn't understand or like normal people would be like, well, I don't believe that. Every time I say something that's a little bit outlandish, you never judge me for it. You just, if even if you don't agree, you don't understand, you're willing to have a conversation about right. it. Um, and that was important to me because I'm a very unique and different individual. And as we've talked about many times in the podcast and in our relationship, like, I'm like the MJ experience. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. It's so different than other people. And I wanted somebody that got that. Yep. And you always got that. And you've always been supportive. And I've never said something or done something. And you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's always <laughs> been very supportive. Right. So it was a mixture of me getting the download and just knowing. Especially when you're intuitive, you're going to know. You, you know or you don't know. And if you don't know, that's a clear sign that it's a no, pretty much. So it's like I knew, you accepted all of the crazy things I said, I didn't have to filter myself, and I loved the amount of support that I felt from you. And additionally to that, like Austin met me when I was in a very vulnerable state. I, it was the, the week we met was the week I was moving out of my apartment. And that was really hectic. And there's just a lot of things that went on behind the scenes that were really heavy. It was really emotional. 
and I was, I was down and out. I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I was full of anxiety. Things weren't working out the way that I thought they would. I was hardly eating because I was so busy. I, I was just, I was in a bad place just because of everything that was going on. And it was dumbfounding to me, like mind blowing to me that like every single day you were like, can I come over? Can I bring you this? Can I do that? Like it was <laughs> every, every single day. It was, I remember from the very first day that we started packing the next day, I was like, all right, or that night before I left. All right, cool. I'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll bring you coffee. Yeah. You're like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then I went, I left that day for work. And then I was like, did you eat? No, no I didn't home. eat. Great. There's food showing up at your house. He, like, like, sent food through DoorDash yeah. to my house, even though he wouldn't be there until, like, an hour and a half later to help out. It was, like, every single day, yeah. like, so above and beyond. There was one day you brought me coffee at literally, like, 5 in the morning yeah. before you went to work at 6. Yeah. And then helped me pack and do things. And I had never received that kind of help in my entire life. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is just so different. Um, and for me, I love quality time and I love acts of service. So I was like, yeah, yep. <laughs> you're sticking with me. All right. So let's, let's know. get the rings. <laughs> Pretty much. All, All right. right. So we've talked about a lot of ways that we have been the perfect couple. Yes. But you guys really want to know if we've had difficult times, if we have had problems, mm. how do we address problems <laughs> and conflict in a healthy way? So, did we go through difficult times as a couple? A thousand percent, yes. Um, I think that's really important before you get married to experience the other person in conflict and moments yeah. of stress. I know, like, one of the big things, like, what is a difficult time that you guys have gone through? We went on a road trip to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. We went to Nebraska, and then we drove to Denver for his birthday, and then we went back to Nebraska because we were there for weddings, and then we drove home. And during that trip, our card, like, our, our debit cards kept getting flagged for fraud because we were in so many different cities, right? Like, not only different cities staying, but also, like, getting gas, getting food along the way. And so our cards would get frozen and we would just be super stressed out. We'd be like, oh my gosh, how are we going to like book this hotel tonight when none of our cards are working and when this isn't working and that's not happening. And it was really, it was really, really difficult. But one way that we work well together as a couple is that when one of us is frantic, the other one is calm. When yeah. one of us is anxious, the other one's like, we got this, we can move through this. Yeah. And I think that's where we really fit together. Because any time, and I'm saying any time one of us is experiencing a certain emotion, the other one is so much more grounded. Yep. Uh, it's funny, we even experienced that getting our apartment. Mm -hmm. It was like, you got really anxious, and I was like, don't worry, babe, it's all good. We got this. Like, so easy. Mm -hmm. And when, even before that, right, with mm -hmm. the, the other situation, yeah. it was like, you were totally... Or you were totally calm and I was freaking out. Yeah. And so it's having that balance, you know, like that was definitely a hard time going through going through that type of road trip and not knowing what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then it was like just having to make sure that like one of us, one of us was level headed. Um and I think I think without even communicating to each other mm -hmm. about it one of us was always the, like if i was freaking out about something you're always a lot more calm mm -hmm. and vice versa you know i think that that was enough that was one difficult time you know we've we've been processing a lot of other 
quote unquote difficulties. Um, for a long time before I met Michaela, for about five years before I met Michaela, I was smoking weed every single day. Like I'm talking like I would wake up, smoke a bowl, go to work, come back, smoke, like just continuously. I, w I was going through maybe about like two ounces a week, right? Like it was just so much and just profusely smoking. And then I remember I met when Michaela moved in for the first time or second time? First time. It was the first time Michaela moved in. I, I went and I was like, we were drinking in my backyard. And I was like, oh, hey, do you mind if I smoke? And so I started smoking and she, she had made a comment just saying like, I know you're super close to me, but you feel like five feet away. And that changed something in me to be like, hey, you know what? I want to be more present. I want to be here. This is someone that I value spending time with. I want to be around. I want to be, I want to be present. In our conversation. Yeah, in the conversation, knowing what's going on and being able to carry on this types of conversation. Mm -hmm. And I haven't smoked since, what was that, July? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't smoked since. Yeah. That was literally the last day. Yeah, literally the very last time that I smoked weed. And she never asked me to stop smoking. No. I just want to set that straight. She never asked me to stop smoking. This was my own choice. Mm -hmm. And after that, I realized so much so because one thing I love about being with Michaela is the, like, the never-ending wanting to learn more about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that I really want to like understand my emotions a lot more. And so I've realized that when I was smoking, I was drinking very, very heavily. Yeah. Um, and with that, I was suppressing so much emotions. And so now I'm learning to deal with these types of emotions. I'm learning how to deal with when I get sad, how to learn how to deal with when I get upset or mad or angry. I'm learning how to deal with when I get stressed and not immediately running to something as a vice. Um, or even when like I'm upset about something, yeah. learning how to take, exactly. how, to, how to choose to respond when other people are stating their feelings. Exactly. Because yeah. before you kind of, yeah, I'm sure like when you're high, it's kind of like, okay, whatever, like, all right, you know what, you're upset, sorry, no big deal. Yeah. And so it's kind of like choosing, it's figuring out how to consciously express and process your emotions yep. and express and process feedback. Yeah. And so that's something that like I've loved about this whole process with you mm -hmm. is that you have just given me the space to be like, okay, I understand, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like I forget what it was, but like a while back, maybe like a couple weeks ago, I had gotten upset about something and you were just kind of like, okay, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to let you be upset. And then I remember we were talking about it a few moments later and you were like, do you understand now like of why I said it this way or why I was saying this mm -hmm. and I was able to understand of like or no I think it was the projecting mm -hmm. yeah you were like hey you know what I was project I think you're projecting mm -hmm. and I don't think this has anything to do with me mm -hmm. and so it allowed me to really understand of like why am I getting so upset at this mm -hmm. and so I think
that's that's definitely been a big difficulty that's been something that we've helped each other get through because obviously it's something new for me to learn how to process these emotions Mm -hmm. and learn how to get through all of this and you obviously it's difficult to like almost coach someone through hey this is how you do it all right this is why we do certain things without him feeling like He's a client. Exactly. Mine. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a big thing is having to turn that like work brain off and not yeah. having to feel like I'm a client, but I'm someone that like is going about this in just a real life situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so just dealing with that, dealing with like communication, making sure that like we're both communicating to each other in a proper way. Yeah. Um, I think one, I think another difficult quote-unquote difficulty that like we've had to get through is just like you accepting my family dynamics mm-hmm. not accepting because like, like getting you, used yeah to. you've always accepted my family dynamic yeah. because that's been a big that's something that you've always loved about me mm-hmm. is how close I am to my family yeah. but like you getting used to it because you're not used to to a close family dynamics. Totally. And I think everything boils down to communication yeah. and getting used to certain things, yeah. right? And so like for me, a big struggle is Austin is super close to this family. He has a big family and they all love Shout each out other. Shout out to the piranha tank. The piranha tank, the barrellas. Uh, they all love each other endlessly and they have so much care for one another. And because of that, they talk often. And that's something that I've struggled with of like, It's almost, I don't like opening up for me. I don't like being vulnerable. It takes a while to kind of crack my shell, which is how I knew Austin was special because it didn't take time for you to like crack my shell. It was just open from the get-go, which also is because you met me in a vulnerable time, which was like great timing for you. But uh, it's been difficult because I don't like opening up about things. I wouldn't say I'm like a private person, but I keep to very few people. And so there will be situations where his parents will call and they'll just say, what's up? How are you guys feeling? What about this? What's going on? And I'm like, well, why do they want to know? Why, why, why? My favorite question is why? And that is in every sense. Like, how are you doing today? Why do you want to know? What are you working on today? Why? But also in like a, I'm feeling this way. Why? I think this about myself. Why? So why is a great question when you're using it in a self-reflective way. But when you project that onto other people, mm, yeah. that's where it becomes, quote unquote, a problem. Now, some people kind of need that. But with his family, they just genuinely care. And they love us so much. And they want to be a part of our lives. Right. It's like, what, well, why? Why are they asking? Because they care. Because they want to know. Because they want to be involved. Because they love us. And that's really difficult for me to accept. Because that's never been my family dynamic. And so it's been something that we've had to work on of me like breaking down those like inner walls that I build up and choosing to be more open and choosing to be more vulnerable because that's how you build relationships with people. It's like, it's by being vulnerable. That's why we clicked right away. Even like with you guys know my best friend, Caleb, I I distinctly remember the moment when, when Caleb and I went from being friends to being best friends. We were walking on the Stairmaster at the gym, junior year of high school. And I said, Hey Caleb, where's your dad? I've heard you talk about your mom, but where's your dad at? And he has some daddy issues, as do I. And I remember mm-hmm. our relationship went to a completely different level. 
being vulnerable and opening up is how you build those relationships. And so knowing that his family was such a big part of his life and that they were then going to be a big part of my life, I have to be vulnerable. I have to be willing to open yeah. up and be willing to not be perfect yeah. in front of them. And so that's been something that's been hard for me. Um, that we just kind of, it's just things we have to get used to. It's again, like I said, it's communication and getting used to things. It's communicating our feelings. It's communicating when we're overwhelmed, when we're feeling certain things and getting used to the process yeah. of changing these ideas. And same thing, like when you stop smoking and we have conflict or I would say like, Oh, I didn't really like this. This made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't like the way you said that. Like, and you not knowing how to take that, for me, I have to take a step back and be like, okay, he doesn't know how to process this. He doesn't know how to say how he's feeling. Yeah. He's just reacting. And it's like, I can understand that because I also went through a journey of learning that a couple years ago, not from not smoking, because I've never been a big smoker, but it was like from having that brick wall up for so long and then choosing to open up, it's overwhelming. You have more feelings that have nothing to do with the situation. Yeah. So it's acknowledging that and getting used to the fact that it's like this other person is at a different stage in their journey than you are. And yeah. that's how it is with me and family. It's like, he has moments all the time where he's like, oh, you just don't, you just genuinely don't know how to accept love. You're not used to people being nice to you and caring in this way. And then you take a step back and you're like, okay, I see that she's at this part of her journey. Yeah. So how we get through difficult times is being willing to understand each other is yeah. really what it is. Yeah. It's always working on communication because communicating with other humans, especially when your life is so intimately intertwined with them, it's hard. It's, it's not always easy because everyone has feelings and everybody wants to like prove their point, see what they have to say. Everyone wants to be understood and heard at the end of the day. Um, so it's like communication is something we always are fine tuning and it's the willingness to understand each other yeah. is how we really get through things. Yeah. All right. Next question. Do you have similar attachments? <laughs> Can I go first? Mm -hmm. All right. So because I stopped smoking weed and because I then have been on this process of like realizing so much about myself and realizing so much about my emotions, I have realized, so I'll, I'll start with this. I realized that my consistent smoking and my consistent drinking was a self-medication to hinder and push back a lot of like self-realization and a lot of emotional like both trauma and then also emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and so i've realized now that when it comes to my attachment issues I'm always so worried about people leaving my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always wanting to be like, well, if you're going to leave, it's going to be one of two thought processes going on in my head. If you leave, great, fuck off. I'm going to be quick to cut you off. But then if you stay, then it's like, all right, I'm going to make sure that I never want you to leave. And with you, you started changing that in me to where it was like, well, I remember saying this from the jump that it was like, well, I never want to do anything that's ever going to mess this up. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what it is, like, I, 
like I'm gonna make sure that I do everything in my power to never give you that opportunity or make make that opportunity for you to leave. Yeah. Because if you leave, like you're not gonna be one that I'm gonna be like, all right, cool, you're qu I'm quick to cut off. Right. I'm gonna be like, no, please, like come back. Mm -hmm. Like I want you in my life. So I've realized that now we do have similar attachment issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, or attachment types, not issues. Attachment so. styles. Same thing. Um, <laughs> because for me, I'm like, I, I don't want people to leave my life because I know that if they do outside of you, mm -hmm. if people leave my life, I'm very quick to be like, all right, you're, you're cut off, you're done. I have no problem with living my life without you. Mm -hmm. And you changed that in me to where it was like, no, I want to make sure that like you're always involved and always with me. And it's something that we just talked about recently about after we got right. Cause like something people always ask us, especially within the first little bit of us being married is how's married life? How's, how's married, married life? life? How's married life? What's new? What's going on? It's great. Thank it you. is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Cheers to that. But, but what? There's no buts. But <laughs> what I was going to say but. is, no. So married life is different mm -hmm. because now, not that I, not that I ever thought she was ever going to go anywhere before, but now I know that I have this type of attachment mm -hmm. to you. Legally. Well, Le it's not even just legally because we both break the law so it's like not even just legally <laughs> but symbolically but. symbolically and spiritually right because mm -hmm. we both made vows about our spirits mm -hmm. so we both spirit our vows are so good yeah so we both made vows about being for each other spiritually yeah and so our spirits are like now bound being and that makes me feel like you know what if you're upset about something instead of fighting back mm -hmm. or instead of thinking that you're gonna leave I'm now gonna process that differently mm -hmm. and I'm now gonna go about it in a way that's like okay you know what if you're upset great be upset it's all good take your time I'm gonna be here for you no matter what and it just changes that type of dynamic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the attachment style. Sorry, it started going off on a tangent. No, it all. Yeah, the, it goes back to the attachment style because it's like I know you're never gonna leave, mm -hmm. and I know that you and I are forever one. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, all right, cool. We yeah. could have that type of We could like, I could go about things differently. Yeah. And I definitely realize post being sober that yeah by a thousand percent I have an abandonment attachment style <laughs> marriage has changed his attachment style is what he's wanting to say yeah yes. your attachment style prior to has been avoidant um, if you guys don't know the attachment styles avoidant attachment styles often have abandonment issues which is exactly what we've been talking or what you've been talking about that I also have especially because like my I've lived alone since I was 15 you know like my parents left me so I had an avoidant attachment style because it's like okay I don't want people to leave my life so I'm going to avoid the conflict 
And same thing in some of our fights where like if one person says they're upset, oftentimes the other person gets super defensive because they don't want that to be true. They don't want it to be true that the other person is upset about said thing because if that's true, then that gives them a reason to leave. And so we constantly, as an avoidant attachment style, we like to avoid the truth. We like to avoid reality. We like to avoid feelings, avoid people, avoid conversations as a defense mechanism so they don't leave, right? Because it's like, oh, well, if I just avoid it and act like everything's fine, nobody has reason to go. And so we definitely have that same attachment style. And what Austin is, ex is explaining is that since being married, it has changed his attachment style to a secure attachment style, which is when you're secure in your relationship, you know, the other person isn't going to go. We know that there's going to be, there's going to be fights. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be things that we disagree on, but at the end of the day, neither of us are leaving. And so it's interesting having the same attachment style for me and everything I do with work, I can easily see how he's reacting to things. Because it's like, okay, I know, and this is like one of our clinical, like, um, but this is a difficulty in our relationship because I know so much about the brain. I know so much about psychology. I know so much about like where our thoughts come from because of all the shadow work that I've done. And because I understand how like your neural pathways are wired that when we're in conversations, in conversations and in arguments, I can be like, you're thinking, you're feeling this because you had this thought that came from this. And that's why in some, in some of our difficult conversations, I've been like, hey, I really, I, I think in the most loving way that this is a projection from this thought. And so it's a difficulty for me to like turn that off and not make him feel like I'm coaching him or teaching him or being insensitive in that way. Um, but I can tell him in his behaviors, coming back to attachment style, when he's doing things that are avoided or when I'm doing things that are avoided. I know and sometimes when we have conflict or he says that he's upset about something, I just freeze or I just shut down because it's like, I'd rather just not feel anything than like feel, feel bad that I made him feel bad. Mm. So I think it makes things easier for me because I can recognize our behavior. I can recognize his behavior because I can see the things that I do. Um, but it's pretty funny. The question about the attachment style came with like navigating conflict in a healthy way. Like not everything is always going to look perfect. Not everything's yeah. always going to look healthy. And we definitely like will wake up the next day after some arguments and be like, okay, I think that we could have communicated that in a different way. Yeah. We, it, I always realize that at the end of no matter what conflict that goes on mm -hmm. at the end of it, it's always like we look back and we're like, all right, well, <laughs> I think that we should have gone about it differently. Mm -hmm. I understand your point. Mm -hmm. I can see where you're coming from with this. Yeah. And I always love that no matter what the end of the conflict is, it's always like, okay, baby. Like, at least for me, how I always go about it, I'm always like, all right, baby, listen. I never want you to think that anything outside of this mm -hmm. is anything outside of love. Yeah. And it's always a, like, I love you so much that this is what goes on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so. That's a fake man call. It's real. I don't know why you think it's not. If your man just randomly, like, does one. <coughs> one that's, that's definitely fake. 
If your man decides to <laughs> off and it's like a singular, it's fake. Anyway. It's not, but. Gaslighting. Either way, at the end of every conflict, it's always, alright, I can understand your side. I think we should have communicated differently. Here's how we can move Could forward. Could have, I don't do shoulds. Could have, not Could should. Have. We can communicate differently moving forward. And something that we've talked about a lot in like some of our like heated or tough conversations that I think is worthwhile sharing, so I think a lot of you guys are gonna get value, is that feeling several things can be true at once and several mm -hmm. emotions can coexist at the same time. We can have difficult conversations. We can be frustrated with each other. We can be upset with each other. We can go through hard times. And that doesn't mean we love each other any less. I think yeah. that's something that's really important that oftentimes gets projected in relationships of like, oh, I'm going to have a fight. You know, girls think this all the time. Oh my gosh, I'm going to tell him I'm upset. We're going to get in a fight. He's going to leave me. You know, we think that like just one thing is going to trigger them leaving. And we think that maybe because of past relationships, family dynamics, traumatic experiences we've had, whatever. But if it's true, real love, you can go through all of these different things. Yep. It doesn't change the amount of love you have for the person. If anything, yeah. when we go through tough times, have tough conversations, and we get through it and understand each other on a deeper level or understand the other person more, it only expands on the love you have for them because you get to know them on a different level yeah. and or you get to see you get to see them understand you more, you get to see them have compassion for you more, right? You see all these other things. So I think that's why like going through problems and addressing difficult things and working on our attachment style together, yep. you know, him talking about having the more secure attachment style, it's something we've both experienced of like, yeah. oh, it just it just feels different. It feels like, okay, we've committed to each other for life. This is a long-term thing. We know we're gonna have each other forever. You're going to approach people in a different way yeah. when you have that attachment. So it's like all of the things can coexist at once. And that's important to know when you're in the midst of these fights is that like they still they still love me they still want to be with me things yeah. are going to be hard but they still want to be there if it's real love yeah yeah no matter what like that's what i was trying to get at is like no matter what at the end of every conflict it's always real love mm -hmm. at the end of every conflict even in the midst of every conflict yeah i remember there's like so many times that like there will be a conflict that will happen and then one of us will just slip up and say something funny and it'll be like, well, don't laugh. We don't, 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 don't fucking smile right Don't now. you dare, don't if smile. If you smile at me, I yeah. swear. And it's swear. like, yeah, so it's like, it's like at the end of it because <laughs> I remember, I remember, I, I told you this, Jason once told me, right? Because, like, Jason being incarcerated, he was on the phone with his ex, and he was like, is this fight really worth it? Mm. And he, or no, he wasn't on the phone, because, like, mm -hmm. he was already inside, and he just was looking back and was like, is this fight really worth it? Mm -hmm. Like, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen within, like, you walk out that door, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And so it's like, is this fight worth everything? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you and I have always realized that it's like, whatever conflict is going on, it's not worth it. So at the end of the day, 
And like, all right, cool. Like, if that means that I have to like accept that I'm wrong in something, great. I accept that I'm wrong in something. Mm -hmm. If that means that you have to accept that you want to change something, great. That it means that you accept that you have to change something. Yeah. But either way, we both have acknowledged that like our love and our companionship is not worth anything else. So because of that, it's like, all right, let's change. Let's let's like let's make sure that this moves forward. And being willing to work on things. Yeah. I even put that in my vows. Yeah. I said, when faced with choosing to be right or be with you, you will always be yeah. in that argument. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we're all going to have moments when we're acting out of fear, when we're acting yeah. out of limiting beliefs, when we're acting from our ego. Like, there's moments we have to swallow our pride on a weekly basis, especially when you're living life with somebody so intimately. Yeah. It's like, it just brings out all of you. So you have to choose to be open. You have to choose to be willing to admit when you're wrong. You have to, be you have to choose to work towards being secure together. Uh, and it's a lifelong journey, but also knowing it's like, if you're committing your life with somebody, like you have to know you're going to be growing together, which yeah. means like, I'm going to have, I'm going to need space to grow and you're going to need space to grow. Yeah, so absolutely. That's what I have to say on the tactics out. Last question is what questions to ask before tying the knot? What questions to ask before getting married? What do you think are some of the hot topics that we talked about before? Do you have a 401k? What's your retirement plan? Um, what is your, no, I'm just Whatever. Actually, that brings up a funny point. Actually, two things we have not talked about. One, he thought I was a catfish. Oh my gosh. Why are we going to bring that up? He thought I was a fucking catfish. And like, okay, no, no, pause, 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 pause. Because her apartment before, apartment. her last apartment before she lived with me. Looked like a hotel. Looked like a hotel. So she sent me a picture of her getting ready. Yeah, first getting ready, and she was like, for "Oh yeah." That he yeah, she was like, "I'm getting ready," I'm and it was like healthy. a like the the here was the part that threw me off. It was the mirror in uh -huh. front of a bathtub and shower, and I was like, "Yo, that's only in fucking hotels." No, my bathroom had. A tub with a shower head and then a separate shower next to it in my master bath. As you can tell, before Michaela, I did not know what the yeah the bougie lifestyle was. So in my head, I was like, the only time I've seen that was hotels. You thought I was a catfish I, I Yeah, I thought, yeah. And then that photo really sealed the deal. Like, okay, this is a fucking like Google images. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, but you know what? All right, cool. I'll pick you up. Great. I, I, I went into going to pick her up. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm either going to, it's going to walk down and it's going to be a man or I'm going to get, or I'm going to get robbed. <laughs> one of the, one of the two he's is so going to happen. Funny, you guys, he's so crazy. So one, I don't know how we forgot that and how we got together. So he genuinely thought it was a catfish and I wasn't. How relieved were you on our first FaceTime? Oh my gosh. I was like. You're like, wow, the girl's fun. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's one thing I wanted to make sure that was included in this episode. And then two, Myron, 
you guys talked when you and I had first talked and Myron was like, oh my God, this girl is like so successful. She's a baddie. You better put a baby in her. Yo, immediately. Yo, Myron, let, let's be real, compa. <laughs> All right, so what, what happened was... So what happened was... So, yeah, so immediately she called Caleb and I immediately called Myron. After our first baby. Yeah, update. and I was like, bro, like... Blah blah blah, and I started telling him everything about her. Yeah, it's obviously. And I sent pictures and everything, and he was like, "Yo, I remember him replying back, and he was like, all I know is lock her down for 18 years, and uh, you know.' No one knows what that whistle means. Okay, well, what that whistle means is, let's uh, lock it down for 18. Uh, okay. so, I don't mean just 18, I mean a lifetime with you, baby. Yes, of course. So, what did we talk about before marriage? You guys know, and I've talked about this before, I have never, ever, ever in my life wanted kids. And when we were on our road trip to Nebraska, mm, one of my past clients, I know she's going to listen to this, hi, Sav, uh, she was preggers, now she had her baby, congratulations. Oh, congrats, congratulations. Um, and she had this cute baby belly, and I remember saying on our drive, I was like, oh my gosh, one of my clients is prego, and she looks so adorable, her little baby belly, oh my gosh, and it gave me all of five minutes of baby fever, okay, five, five short minutes. And at the beginning of our relationship, before we were even dating, I told him, I was like, I'm not really into marriage and I definitely don't want kids. Like that was like a hard no, okay? So baby Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. She was so opposed to not only kids, but she was opposed to fucking marriage. Mm -hmm. She was opposed to a fucking relationship before I met her, okay? He did she, have to ask me out twice. She was living with me <laughs> for the second time <laughs> when i asked her to be my girlfriend the second time I said the yes. second time she said yes the, the first very time first time nice. i was <laughs> like so you're living with me you know like <laughs> we've been spending together. every day not a lot of time every day together i, like, I think like we, i think we now. should really you know just be official boyfriend and girlfriend we're both not seeing anyone else let's just make it official no. Mm -mm. <laughs> Second time. And then she moved out like two days later. Mm -hmm. And then like a week or two later, she moved back in. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right, you know what? This is my time. This is my opportunity. And then I forget. Like, no, it happened casually because it wasn't something I brought up. What? The second time when I asked you to be my girlfriend. No, you brought it up. We came home from dinner with Lauren. That's right. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I've met, me I've met your friends. I've met your best friend. And now I've met your uh, really close friend here in LA. And you met my mom. And I met your mom. I think that we should make it official. And then and she I, was like, all right. Reluctantly. Just kidding. Let's I do it. Guess. And I was like, boom. Dynamite. So. So, anyways, I didn't want kids. You um, didn't want marriage. You I didn't, didn't want, want a relationship. I didn't want it. You guys, I was. I got on Tinder for a fun weekend. Okay. I didn't want anything. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
and I had five minutes of baby fever because of Saf's cute little baby belly. And I told him about it on, um, told him about while we were on our road trip, and he took that and ran with it. I swear to God, you guys, he did not stop talking about baby things for two hours. I swear to God, it was two hours. And so, and so, when we were talking about that, we ended up talking about everything under the sun when it came to kids. Of like, okay, if if I were to get pregnant, the odd chance, like I would want a natural birth. I would not want to go to the hospital for anything, no scans, nothing. We talked about like, we would want, what would we want the kid's name to be if we had a kid? What kind of parents we would be? We talked about all of that. For the record, we have a baby name. And I have, (laughs) so if you guys find out that there's a baby MJ in the world, like that would be fucking crazy, but like maybe. The right person might make you change your mind. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so something I think is, that should be discussed before marriage, especially if you want kids, obviously, is you need to talk about your parenting styles. Yes. Not only if you want kids or not, but specifically the type of parent you want to be. Yep. Because if I were to have a kid, I'm going to be a very particular kind of parent. Like, we are going to talk to the kid mm. in, a certain, in a certain way. We're not going to say certain things yep. to our kid. Like we have both talked about how we're, we are very unopinionated about what other people do. We'll be the same way with our kid of like, you want to do this? Great. You go do and you learn from that situation. I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm going to be here when you need me and if you need that guidance. So talking about your parenting styles is really important. And we even like talk about that and deal with that daily with my two dogs, you know, like parenting the dogs. So I think before getting married, a thousand percent need to talk about your parenting styles whether or not you want kids and what that will look like because god forbid you get married to somebody you didn't talk about that you have completely different parenting styles and then i i've seen this is a big trend on tiktok right now people have kids and then they resent each other and their relationship just goes downhill Mm. people are like oh i used to want four kids but now i only have one because it made me and my husband hate each other like that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. So you have to talk about these things in advance. And if you are fearful of having those conversations, that's not the right person for you. Yeah. So I think not only that, like also talking about the foundations, right? Within one another. Yeah. For example, like, like I remember one thing that like I always talked to Michaela about was like my foundations. Mm-hmm. My foundations are going to be like, the cornerstones that I stand on when it comes like to building. morals? Or yeah, morals. Like give mor- us some examples. Morals, and then also just like um, what I want to build family around. Mm-hmm. For example, I want to build my family around having a strong family bond because I grew up on that. Yeah. A strong uh, emphasis on respect. Respect for your family, mm-hmm. respect for elders, respect for yourself, uh-huh. respect for others loyalty making sure that you you're loyal to those that are loyal to you and then like honor and that's something that like i was always raised on so making sure that like for example the family foundations right like i'm so close to my family they're amazing 90% of my tattoos are dedicated to my family mm-hmm. and because of it's like i want my family to be my family is so much a part of me because growing up we always knew that that no matter what like i like even to this day like i always know like for example like i i remember there was once i was in a we were going out somewhere in omaha 
and Nebraska. I, yeah, we're going out in Omaha, and I told Michaela, I was like, hey, you know what? If I get into a fight tonight and I get locked up, here's my dad's phone number. Mm -hmm. You call him a thousand percent. Like, not mean like daddy, right? But like, my if, if you call my dad, like, or if you call my brother, if you were to call my brother, if you were to call my sister. What is the daddy? What was that? Well, because like, oh, like daddy's gonna bail me out. Oh, like daddy's money. Yeah, no, but like, if you were to call anyone. But your family is down and they're yeah. there for you. That's so like, if you were to call anyone in my family, they'd be like, oh, immediately. At the drop of a hat. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Right? Like, they I actively I, ask, yeah. like, how can we help? So my family is so foundationally important to me. And I think that's really important to understand that in your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like, to under, like I think that was something that allowed you to be a little bit more open to the ch the kid talk in the future, mm -hmm. right? So knowing that, knowing loyalty, loyalty in the aspect of like I am loyal to my friends. Mm -hmm. Like I have some friends that like no matter what, if they call, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I am stopping what I'm doing and I'm going to answer that phone call. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, like, thank God, like knock on wood, Jason never called during a podcast. If you were to call during a podcast, you would drop immediately stop what I'm doing. I have to answer this. Mm -hmm. If my buddy Chris, he calls, Hey, you know what? I have to answer this. Mm -hmm. Myron, I have to answer this. We'll be like in the grocery store. Yeah, and it'll be like, like he's like, "Hey, someone's calling," and I'm like, "Oh, it's all good." Like, no matter I, what, I know how he is, and yeah. like, yeah, take the call. So it's it's loyalty. It's yeah. loyalty to my friends, loyalty to my family, loyalty to those that are around me. I am loyal to them. Yeah. In the sense of like, there's no doubt in any anything that would happen that I would do everything for them. Mm -hmm. So Our having are so important. yeah, honor. I, I, there, like, you and I both know there's definitely stories that we won't talk about on here, but there's stories that, like, when it comes to defending your honor, psh, mm. that's, 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 I would lay down <laughs> everything for you. Yeah. Right? So, like, having that, and then, like, respect, mm. respecting myself. Yeah. I, I respect myself. We've gone into arguments about it. Mm. So I'd be like, no, I respect myself more mm -hmm. to know that this, mm -hmm. right? Or like X, Y, and Z. Like, or I'll I'll be respect like I respect myself too much to let you talk to Yeah, me. or even <laughs> him. Well, I mean, that, that, was like, that was only one time and then we went shopping afterwards. And then so. I made him spend money on me. So. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you talk to me crazy. We're going to Nordstrom. <laughs> Nordstrom's? It, there's no S. It's Nordstrom. So I it talked is. to her crazy once, and, I mean, and then after that, we went to Nordstrom's. Yeah, he but, got upset that I was psychic because I, like, he uh, planned this whole surprise date, and I just got the feeling. You know, when you get that download, and you're, like, way too psychic for your own good. And I was like, oh, are we doing this tomorrow? And he was, he was genuinely upset because he wanted to surprise me. And he was like, I just, I can't even, I can't even surprise you with anything. Like, that's just so unfair. Like, I'm never going to, so I'm never going to be able to surprise you. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not normal. <laughs> And then he spent like three hundred dollars on me at the wall, so it was okay. Okay. So anyway, so foundations are super important, and I think on my yeah. end of that, 
of knowing each other's foundations before marriage of like yeah. for me something that are really big i value all of those things as well which is why we work so well together as partners because we have a lot of those same values but two two things for me that i want to add to that is one I don't take Western medication. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like on my period having cramps, I won't take Midol. I do not take ibuprofen. No, I don't take any Western medications. And I've been in relationships in the past where people are like, oh, you're in pain, just take this medicine, just take this medicine. And for me, that's just violating my beliefs. It's rude, it's disrespectful to make me want to question or to even like, pitch the idea that I could do something outside of my own morals and beliefs. So for me, a big foundation is like, I'm not gonna take Western medication. You wanna do that? Great, he gets headaches, takes medicine often. And that's totally fine. That's your body and your choice. For me, I'm not gonna do that. And he respects that and understands that. And that's really, really important. Um, so that's a big foundation of my life. And then the other piece, Oh, that's a foundation is that I do everything very spiritually and very energetic. And so it's like, I won't be told what to do. I'm going to do it my own way. It's not always going to make sense. And we always joke, we're like, let go and let MJ instead of like, let go and let God. Um, so obviously we're not religious, we're more spiritual. So like, let go and let MJ. It's like, I'm going to do my thing and the way I'm going to do it. I have these beliefs that are out of the norm or not they are not ordinary and that's just how i run and i can't be with somebody long term who's not going to accept that so it's knowing i think that's something important for marriage it's like what are the foundations of who yeah. you are as a person can you accept that about the other person and that's going to lead you to know whether or not you're going to have a healthy marriage because he right. respects and accepts my foundations and i do the same for his and right. so we oh we're always on the same we're always on the same playing field because we're on the same page about everything. Right. You know, and that kind of bleeds into our next question to ask someone before tying the knot mm -hmm. is the roles. Yeah. Right. And so we talk about oftentimes between like the masculine and the femi feminine roles mm -hmm. and how we go about that, whether or not that's like, for example, like, right, we've talked about earlier in this podcast about why I want to join the military. That's because of so much of my masculine role that wants to take charge of being able to provide. Yeah. And so we talk about that, being able to provide, being able to protect, yeah. being able to be that sense of like, no matter what you do when you come home, just know that I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And so understanding each other understanding and respecting each other's roles and accepting each other yeah like accept, coming to terms yeah. not even coming to terms but like designating roles you yeah know? and i think for us it was very easy because you're like i want to be the provider yep. and i'm like and i want to be the creative free spirit vibe that just continually brings you energy and like what i quote unquote bring to the table then is just me being myself um and i think in like a like a weird way men are like oh well, i bring money to the table what do you bring to the table but it's not like that it's like i bring the vibe i bring the energy and my free spirit and you're like you want to provide because you want to provide what i'm just laughing because you're like oh men are always like well i bring money to the table little does everyone know <laughs> but it's like well it's like you're the one that's bringing the money to the table so right now i'm bringing like, money out of the bags just yeah kidding. you bring a lot to the table 
But well, it's also I mean, like deciding. So it's knowing that that's our roles long term of like, right. and not only like roles, but it's this is what we genuinely want. He yeah. genuinely wants to provide for me, and that was something you've said to me from the beginning of like, I see how much you care about everybody else and how much you poured everybody else. Yeah. He was always like, I want to be that one to care and pour into you that yeah. other people aren't doing. And so for you, it's like, you want to provide for me because all you want to do is see me soar. And if exactly. I don't have yeah. to worry about anything, then I can quantum leap on a consistent basis because I have, I have no worries. Like I have my man and mom and he's taking care of all the bills and then I get to like pay for all the fun and that's cool. So it's like Great. accepting that. And then even on like a micro level, I love to cook. So I cook, he does the dishes and cleans, you yep. know, it's always dividing up those things because, and I think it's really important to live with your significant other before you get married, just cause like, I know that like there's certain things I couldn't live with and certain things I can live with. So I think it's important to know, but it's important to discuss, even if you don't live with this with your person before you get married and like, Who's taking care of what in the household? Yep. Leave no expectations on the table, only conversations. Expectations mm. always make things fucked up. And we even like did this in like a, a silly little way the other day. Like over the weekend, I was in New York City and then I was coming home and we were kind of making plans the day before. And I was like, I really want to have like rum and spring rolls and stuff uh, when I get home. And to me, and he was like, yeah, whatever you want, babe, like I'm going to make it happen. So to me, I was thinking like, okay, great. He's going to go to the store. He's going to have all this prepared. And then I was in my flight and I asked him if he had gone to the store and he's like, oh no, I didn't know you wanted me to. And that was something, and it's like, some people get upset about that. I wasn't upset. I was like, oh, okay. Like no big deal. We need to get extra groceries anyways. We'll just go to the store after the flight. I was like, I, I was just expecting based off that message of like, oh, whatever you want, babe, we'll make it happen that you were going to go out and like get these things. But no big deal. And so it's like there's little miscommunications that happen in that way, but it's from your expectations, you know? And it's yeah. like you said one thing and then I created this expectation without communicating that I wanted you to go do that. Right. And it was like I wasn't upset with you and I didn't get mad by any means. I was like, oh, no big deal. We need to get other stuff anyways. But I think it's important. Leave no expectations on the table. And that goes for your roles especially. Like if you think you're going to move in with somebody – are you, are they going to expect you to do their laundry? Like, I'm not going to do your laundry, babe. Love you, but I'm not going to do your laundry. <laughs> like, uh, if, if somebody moves in with me and I live with somebody, I'm not going to do the dishes. Like, I don't like doing the dishes. And so that's something I communicate. It's something we talked about from day one. I don't do dishes. That's yeah. why we have a dishwasher. Yeah. Well, I don't even like loading the dishwasher. Yeah. And you do all the dishes. And I that's do fine. most yeah. of the cooking. You do all of the cooking. I do all of the cooking. I do all the cooking. So it's roles in terms of like the household, but also I think roles in terms of finances, really important to Ooh, talk about. I yeah. think it, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a huge percentage of people that get divorced just because of uh, finances alone. And obviously this episode is not only for you to get value if you're married, but I think talking about finances, especially with this question before tying the knot, is important because when we decided that Austin was going to be a stay-at-home husband for the military, it was like, we had that discussion of like, okay, we are, we're both consciously deciding you're not going to work, which means I'm going to be paying all yeah. the bills and like both parties need to be okay with that or else there's going to be animosity. There's going to be weird resentment. Like there's going to be weird feelings in the mix. 
if you don't talk about those things and it just gets pushed onto a person, right? So it's choosing to have those discussions of like, okay, what's going on with your finances? What do you want to be responsible for? What do I want to be responsible for? For us, like right now, obviously, since we're in this transition period, like I pay all of the bills, but once he goes in the military, he's going to be paying all the bills. And then moving forward, he's paying all the bills and I'm paying for all the fun stuff, like our trips and any like shopping sprees we want to go on, whatever. And a lot of his paychecks are going to get saved for us to like buy houses yeah. and a portion of my money is going to get saved for us also to buy properties and things. But finances are really important to talk about. Yeah. So like we've talked about that before and like even, I mean, before this, mm-hmm. right? Like before this, before the military discussion came mm-hmm. about, I was paying for a majority of the rent. Oh, or yeah. I was, I, I was paying for the rent. Yeah, when I lived with him, yeah. his landlord increased the rent because it was me and the dogs. And so he paid yeah. all of those. But he never asked me for a dime for anything, paid all the bills, paid for all of that. Right. And I, was, I would like go out grocery shop and buy food. So it's like, oh, well, you're paying the rent. Like, let me like cook dinner for you yeah. and like, buy the food and stuff. So it was like, I took care of all of that. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, once we, once we transitioned, then it was like, oh, okay, let's, like let's talk. Yeah. We're going to change about things. And like, for example, like the apartment we live in now, like we got it genuinely only because of the fact that we are going to be the, by the time the lease is up here, mm-hmm. when the lease is up here, it will be almost like the exact month in date that we will be moving out into my first military station home. Yeah, because we took over a sublease. Yeah. The person that used to live here was relocating for their job and they had, I found this place on Facebook market, they had the exact months we needed this place uh, before potentially moving to the military, which was perfect because it was like, oh my gosh, because I was looking for a house when we first met. And I really wanted a yard for the dogs, whatever. And then that process was just getting really difficult. We started talking about moving to Texas and then all of that was kind of flowing. Then we changed it to the military. And then after, then as things developed, it was like, okay, cool. You're going to be leaving for basic in this timeline. Uh, basic and tech school are going to take this amount of time. We found this place and it was perfect in the go ahead. Yeah. So, and then it ended up being that like the rent here is exactly what the military is going to end up covering yeah. for our rent stipend while he's gone. So for me, it was like, oh, of course I'm more than willing to pay the rent while we're here for the first, like literally like only like three months yeah. because then the military is going to be covering it afterwards. Yeah. So it's like making sure that you have those types of discussions. Yeah. And I think for me, like one of the biggest things that like having the financial discussions mm-hmm. with her was like, all right, cool. I'm doing this setting aside pride mm-hmm. because obviously you made, even when we met, you made so much more than what I did. Yeah. So it was like, Oh shit. Like, like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Right. But having to set aside that pride and like talking about finances openly being able to be like, hey, this is what I'm gonna take care of. This is what I. This is how I'm gonna take care of us. Mm-hmm. Was really able to mold us mm-hmm. because of how you were able to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna let you take care of this. This is what I'll take care of. Yeah. And so like having that open discussion about finances, about roles, responsibilities, foundations 
all those types of things, those are the things that you want to talk about definitely before tying the knot. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. Uh, I think it's so important. And just like also having those conversations with no judgment of like, yeah. okay, like during this time period, like I'm, I'm like, can you cover the bills? Yeah, I can cover the bills. Like for me, when I was looking for a house and you were like, yeah, they increased my rent, but like, and I even remember when you, when it first happened, you were like, I'm not asking you for a dime. Like I asked you to move in with me yep. and, and it's always in a non-judgmental place. And then it was like, if he had asked me to like pay while we were living in our last place, I'd have been like, yeah, of course, yeah. no big deal. Because we have that open communication where there's no judgment. Yep. That's why you need to be with somebody that you can be yourself authentically with because the moment you have to filter yourself, the moment that there's judgment, you shut things down. You right. shut up parts of yourself and it it's no longer a safe space. And creating and curating safe spaces within your relationship is everything because you should only be in relationships that help you grow and evolve into your next soul self. And I even I saw a TikTok about this the other day, like you know when it's the right person when you're constantly becoming a better person. And yes. that's definitely how ours has been. Um, keeping all cards on the table for everyone to see helps that happen. So our big things um, that you should be asking before tying the knot is understanding each other's foundations, being willing to accept that, right? And work on that together. Because also the things that are important to him are important to me. The things important to me are important to him. And we're willing to work on that both ways. So knowing your foundations, talking about finances, talking about your roles in the house, in the relationship, in your life, talking about your parenting styles. And also one that we didn't talk about that's important to me is talking about your priorities. Because like mm. one of your big priorities is family. And I knew that from the get go, you're like, I'm very close to my family. And I was like, okay, great. That's like, I would love to work on and like bring a part, bring into my life. I see that's part of your priorities for me. Like a fitness has always been a huge part of my priorities and so like we go and work out together all the time every morning when I go on a hawk or walk we like wake up I'm like okay let's go on our walk he's always willing to come with me so accepting and respecting each other's priorities is the right. last thing that I would add to yeah definitely accepting and pushing, for pushing forward each other's priorities mm -hmm. make like I always make sure your priority is my priority mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, and making, and you always make sure my priority is your priority. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. So, those are all of our questions we have for you guys. We talked about a lot of different things. So much so. So many, I'd be like, literally, I was like, this is gonna be an hour long. I mean, like, two hours later. Yeah. A relationship episode. I know you guys are going to get so much value from this. If you guys have other relationship questions or things you want to talk about that are inspired from this conversation, you all you can always feel free to shoot me a DM over on Instagram. Send me your questions. Send me episode recommendations if you guys want to want us to dive into these episodes or certain topics specifically, or you want me to talk about anything further. You can always send me a message. Uh, thanks for coming on the second time. I have one more thing to say. Oh, okay. I said this on our last podcast, and I want to make sure I say this on this podcast. I already know. I love you with all of my heart. I love you unconditionally. I love you with my mind, my body, and my soul. I'm going to love you all of this lifetime and all of the next. Forever and ever, my love. Gracias. Gracias.
Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Not the peace sign. Not the peace sign. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. If you love this episode, if you got value from this episode, please take a screenshot that you are listening or take a screenshot you're watching this over on YouTube and tag me over on Instagram stories or at the Michaela J. I love to see you guys repost. I don't have Instagram anymore, so. The hubby doesn't have Instagram. <laughs> After the wedding announcement, a lot of you guys wanted to follow him and he's so private, he was like, I'm no. deleting Instagram. Yeah, I don't, yeah, just, just know that like my <laughs> Instagram, if I don't know you and if I have not met you in person, then Unfortunately, you'll see mystery man in my, in my yeah, Instagram. That'll be it. For us now. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see what you need to see for me or from me is gonna be in her story. A thousand percent. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next week. <laughs> what? Double peace sign. Oh my god! Stop with the peace sign. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Right there, bottom corner, what? Oh, uh, well I was stopping the recording. Oh, oh so long. That really was, that was a long one. But it was really good. I felt like we were very focused on our topics. Oh, so do I. I'm gonna pee in the shower. Well, I have to end.